welcome back to the Lawali Life podcast. It is a new year, but not quite a new era. So I'm going to be here to be bringing you some incredible and amazing, inspiring guests to help you to keep motivated, to calm you down, and just to give you some quiet time out of this ever-changing world. For those of you that haven't tuned in already, I'm your host, Alice Law, and this podcast is based purely around stress and loss and spirituality, and it is a mixture of conversations with incredible leaders in their fields, talking about the greatest stresses and losses they've had to overcome, their own incredible journeys, and inspiration tips to keep you going through yours. In today's episode, I am joined by the incredible Marie Diamond. Marie is a global transformational speaker, a spiritual mentor, and feng shui master of hundreds of thousands of students worldwide. She is one of the experts in the movie The Secret, which has touched millions and millions of lives all over the world. She is an international best-selling author, a top public speaker, and works with celebrities in the music and movie industry, politicians, and top athletes. She's become a global household name in the field of the law of attraction, self-help, and using the energy system of feng shui. It's incredible to talk to her about feng shui and how that actually affects our life, along with her own understanding and expertise behind the forever question topic of the law of attraction, which all of us want to know more about so we can actually manifest what we want into our realities. It was amazing hearing about her incredible story and how she knew she could work with these energies and all these sorts of things from a very young age and what she knows now. So I really hope you enjoy this episode. We recorded it at the end of last year. So when she's talking about the new year, she's talking about what energy is in this year. And I hope it will give you a bit of hope and motivation and inspire you. If you do enjoy this episode, then please let me know on social media. I would love to hear from you and I hope you enjoy. the incredible Marie Diamond here. I'm so excited to talk to you today, Marie. I've literally been waiting to speak to you and I'm just, I'm so excited to talk all things energy. I love all your work. So thank you so much for making the time. Thank you so much, Alice. It's wonderful to be here with you and all your listeners. Thank you. So, I mean, you are a Feng Shui master. You are renowned for, you know, your energy work and all sorts of things. And how did you realize, you know, come to realize that you could work with energy to begin with? Well, I, I don't think it was a realization. I think it was part of who I was all, all along. So as a child, I, I was living in that world. I mean, I could see people's aura fields and chakras, and I could see the energy of spaces. And actually, as a child, I thought everybody had the same possibilities. <laughs> and probably they have, but they forgot about it, right? But I never forgot that. I never let go of that ability and um, so for me, it was like part of my life. I mean, I'm, um, I've always been a very good student and, uh, you know, straight A's when I was a child. And, um, and so all that really, um, you know, was like part of my life, being very analytical and also, you know, being very intuitive. So that was kind of who I was. And I think I only really started realizing um, when I was 15 and I had an accident where I, you know, 
lost my life and they declared me dead, but they, you know, ultimately they they started again the, reviving me. Um, and that is when I really, really um, understood when I was really hanging above my body and uh, seeing you know, myself being revived by the ambulance, um, you know, nurses. And then going into the other field. So I was actually in the other side, beyond the light. Um, and you know, I always say in front of beings of light, and they told me very clearly, you are here to enlighten more than 500 million people, you have to go back. So I came back uh, a few days later out of coma. And I was like, okay, um, I have a task to do, I have a purpose to do. And so from that moment on, I became very aware that I was different and I started talking to other people about it. And they're like, no, no, you're, we don't have that. We don't have this ability, right? And so it kind of uh, closed me off for a while uh, to not share it with anyone, to go to my own experiences. And it's only when I was like 27, I really met somebody else that was aware of this. This is before YouTube and before internet. So nobody, I could not find any books in my language, what is Dutch. I'm Belgian from origin that were talking about all this. And I think it was the first time I spoke to somebody um, at 27 and then said, oh, there are books, there are classes, there are seminars, you know, and I'm like, oh, but I already had so much experiences because I was meditating since I was seven. I had an, um, an enlightenment experience at 26. So I was really on my own journey. And I always felt like I never want anyone else to go do that journey alone. And I think that's one of the reasons I became a teacher because um, I really felt so lonely during that journey because I couldn't talk to anyone being raised in a very Catholic family. Uh, um, the only areas where I felt a little bit connection was in, in, the, in the Catholic tradition uh, from the mysticy and saints that had kind of energy experiences. But, you know, who was I? I was a young girl. <laughs> I cannot be a saint, you know. Um, so, um, I mean, that was quite an interesting uh, journey. But um, from that moment on, I, at 31, I started teaching um, meditation about enlightenment, feng shui, law of attraction. And before I knew it, I, I was in Belgium. Within six months, I had thousands of people coming to my seminars. So I knew there were more people out there that were longing for information. And that's how my journey started. Yeah, I mean, that's just incredible, isn't it, to have that experience. I mean, a near-death experience and to actually go over to a different place and to sort of remember that experience. I mean, what was the most distinctive part of that experience for you? The experience when I was 15, I think, was... When um, when I came back, um, and because when I was in that light, I didn't feel a physicality. You know, you, f you are there, you're present, there's a consciousness. But I remember when I woke up and I felt, and I still remember feeling the sheets of the bed in the intensive care. And um, I didn't have my glasses on, um, so I couldn't really see you know, who was there because people were walking around and I didn't know, am I still in that conscious world? But then I felt the sheets and of the, on my bed, I was like, oh my God, I am really back. So 
But it was very interesting having that conscious experience, but still feeling the groundedness of, um, you know, being in a bed, right? And then being able to talk to my mom again. And um, I think that was like, that that consciousness um, experience was also on this planet. That, that was kind of, um, that I could um, connect with both. Yeah. yeah. At the same time, similar similar experience. So that was, I think, the most um, intense moment for me. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's just incredible. I also, you know, I listened to an interview you did before that you you were saying how you managed to heal your face from the accident in hospital. Yeah. So, I mean, is that something that you think all of us could learn to do, or do you think that's something that you instinctively just have a gift for? So, yeah, so when I, I came back and during the accident, um, so my whole my whole skin was ripped off. And so they were talking about plastic surgery and I, I asked my mom to refuse to sign the papers. And I said, I will heal myself. And I had to be honest, I had no idea I could even do that, right? <laughs> so it just came up, like I was very clear, mommy, don't touch my face, I will heal myself. And literally two weeks later, I went back to school and I had again this uh, new skin. And I mean, it was literally a miracle happening um, in my eyes. It was like, oh yeah, it's, you know, Catholic background. Yeah, miracles can happen. You know, it's like part of, you know, um, that tradition. Um, and I do believe everybody has that ability. Yeah. Um, I think I was, because of the accident, I realigned very much again with that ability of divine uh, energy in myself. I do believe we all have it, but we are, I would say, are disaligning with it. We are not longer connecting with it. Um, and, you know, through, through traumas, through, you know, life itself, right? And what we're experiencing now is that there's realigning. So it's not just awakening that people become conscious, ask themselves questions, who am I? What am I here for? What is my purpose in life? I mean, the first step to realign again is to ask the question, who am I? Yeah, uh, what I am here for. And so that's the awakening. But the awakening is always a realigning between that human uh, self that we have and our divine life force that we all have that is present in us but then we kind of put on the side burner right we kind of put it to the side like yeah that's that's there and but they you know most people just use their human energy to create their life but what if we align with that divine energy that is in everybody present because nothing can exist actually on this planet without that divine energy. It is in reflection of the divine energy that we are existing, but we, we forget about that, you know? So for me, I think at 15, I was realigned, yeah, through the accidents, yeah? And some people um, will realign through other experiences. And I do believe when you have gone further away from that connection, then um, some things happen that, that sometimes are very stressful um, or an accident or losing a job or losing a loved one or, and that moment, unfortunately, we have to go to certain moments sometimes to re, rethink our life, yeah? And to realign again, 
Yeah. And I think also what's going on right now collectively is that I think since the 90s, 70s, a lot of people were realigning already. And that's like the awakening, the opening up. And that can go through, uh, start thinking about your the way you eat. It can be about how you work with your body. Like, and you go into you know, thinking differently about your diet or, um, you know, what kind of exercise you're doing and going to yoga, going to think about how to set my your mindset differently and work with, um, you know, self-help and self-growth um, books and, and experiences. But there's this individual aligning, I think, was going too slow, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so I feel like somehow um, there had to be a collective awakening. And I believe the, the COVID-19 um, is that collective awakening where people start asking themselves the question, what do I do with my body? What do I do with my family? And how do I live my life? I, I want to, you know, think about life differently and feel about life differently and, and do things differently for my body. And so there's this collective realigning happening, unfortunately, because I think the individual awakening was going too slow. <laughs> I mean, that makes sense, doesn't it? Because it's been such a dramatic year for everyone in so many different ways. I mean, there's obviously a lot of also collective energy of fear and um, flying around and uncertainty. So, I mean, how do you tell people to sort of protect themselves from that and sort of stay in their own lane instead of getting swept up in it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, you know, um, when all this started happening, um, my students were reaching out to me and said like, you know, Marie, we know you have been able to heal yourself. You have been able to support others with healing. Can we do a healing circle? So we started a healing circle where, uh, you know, thousands of people are joining every week in meditation and where I each time uh, just by aligning yourself with people that are uh, focused in the same positive way, yeah, is actually helpful, you know? So look for somebody close to you, um, a friend, a family member, um, look for a community, look for, um, you know, a, a tribe, I would say, where there is regularly a meeting where you meditate together, where you pray together, where you are speaking positive about life together, because that will uplift you um, from that fear belt that is around the world and that is around people. And so, you know, it's all about trying to do every day something positive, having a community um, every day, perhaps to start um, sharing with someone, have your uh, special buddy, you know, your special friend that you can reach out to. And you you can share what, you can vent, that is okay, but always have a commitment to each other that at the end of your conversation, the end of the, the day, you feel hopeful again. You feel you have reached above that fear, about above the challenges. So, um, you know, it's right. It's right. Uh, quite interesting right now when you see how um, people um, are even inducing that fear even more by you know going. I call it down the rabbit hole in a way, right? So they're they're looking at stories that even make the fear more. You know, their fear even worse, or they see all these um, stories that um, you know 
are just giving them even more stress, right? So I would say stay out of the rabbit hole, right, <laughs> of fear. And, um, you know, walk in nature as much as you can. Stay around positive people. Um, you know, text positive things to each other. Um, you have choices on your social media to look at things that uplift you and things that bring you down. So you need to make a, a quite uh, clear uh, discerning um, decision for yourself. Like, do I go that direction? Do I keep um, aggravating that fear? Or do I keep uplifting myself from that fear? Yeah, and so you need to, it's actually today, every day you need to make that decision, yeah? Um, and I know it's, it's challenging because we hear things and we um, see the news and or we hear from loved ones that have, you know, been infected. Um, so this is more and more than ever the time to focus on um, what you can do to improve yourself. So the more you're focusing on improving yourself, like your podcast that you're doing, you know, listen to more podcasts, you know, read more books, you know, watch positive movies. I know it, it seems silly, but it actually really does help because you, we have the, the system in our brain where whatever we're seeing, whatever we're focusing on, it reflects back. It's a mirror effect. And you will start feeling better. And you can say, well, it's like faking. Yeah, it's faking till you're making it. So you have to always realign yourself with a positive vibration. And ultimately, everybody knows when you're more positive, more energetic, you will your immune system improves. And when your immune system improves, you are not so being... A, easily infected by viruses or bacteria. So, you know, you have to, it's not just wearing a, a mask and have social distance and, and disinfect your hands. I mean, all the things that physically we can do, we can also do something more spiritually and mentally and emotionally to uplift ourselves, you know, in these difficult times. Yeah, I love, I love that. I think it's really true because so many people are just focusing on the physical right now when really we all need to be really looking after our mental health and our energy more than anything. Yes. So, I mean, for next year, because you always know sort of what energy is coming and things. I mean, 2021, is that going to be a more positive energy for us? Do we hope? <laughs> yes. So, uh, well, we were in the year of the rat. And so at the beginning uh, of the year, I was telling my students and my clients, I said, was well, the year of the rat, and the rat is known for bringing disease, yeah? So think about the plague, you know, in the Middle Ages, it was a spreader of disease. Now, it's not that the rat spreads the viruses, don't get me wrong, <laughs> but it is actually that energy, you know, of um, infection, yeah? And I also told people that infections would come from the East um, and would actually come towards us. Um, from east uh, going to west and from north to south, what exactly happened. Um, what we have next year is um, the healing process is still happening, but I think economically we will need to um, be very careful, right? Because um, there still will be, um, rec rec you know, changes in the financial and economical world uh, from what has happened now. So the economic uh, challenges are not over, yeah? But that being said, that will be like the first six months 
that we still will have that experience. But we're coming in the year of the, the ox. And so in feng shui, it means the hard working, you know, moving forward, even if it's raining, even if it's bad weather, the ox keeps moving forward on the land. So it's about um, endurance. It's about courage. It's about um, motivation. It's about just saying, okay, we'll, we'll go through all this. It's muddy. It's, it's bad weather, but we keep farming the land. So that's what the ox says. So um, I also believe that, and I, I shared that in the beginning of this year, I said online business will be going even more than ever because people say, well, online business at the end. I said, no, it's even going more than ever. And we'll see that even next year. So, um, you know, if you don't have online business yet um, or your business is not online, you know, do the restructuring. So do the, the changes because that will be um, our, your, our future. It, it is not going away, right? It's not because the pandemic is over in perhaps a few months, a year, that it will go away. So make sure you're focusing on that. And the ox is also about strengthening yourself. So it's like, Think about the rat as a little small animal and the ox is like, okay, I have, it's the most muscled animal of, uh, of the, the Chinese astrology. So, you know, take care of your body, you know, um, you know, focused on your strength on all levels, you know, strength of the physical, strength of the emotional, strength of the, the mental level. So um, I do feel that by the summer, I think we will be in a better place. Um, but we also need to um, uplift the people. Um, the ox is also the one that wants to provide for people in need. So we will have to look back and seeing like who in our society needs the strength of the ox. How can we help? How can we be of service to people that lost their job, lost um, family members, lost their home, lost financial um, you know, wealth? So the ox is also saying, you know, let's take care of, you know, let's provide for these people. Um, so I believe um, only like next year we'll, we'll have a clear view on what is happening in the world. And then we need to really bring the people that are lost in that whole experience to bring them back and um, make sure that they are provided for. Yeah. I think it's, it's a nice sort of um, sentiment, isn't it? I think the ox sounds better anyway than the rat to people. <laughs> I mean, oh, so yeah, amazing. So let's talk about the law of attraction because, I mean, you obviously are one of the experts in the world around the secret. This is a global phenomenon for people on the law of attraction. Um, what do you think people need to know most about the law of attraction? Because there's obviously different sides to it and then it can be confusing yeah. to people sometimes, I guess, on how to put it into place. Yes. Correct. So uh, about um, 16 years ago, the, the law of attraction really became um, on the front of the self-help. So when the secret came out, where one of the the, the teachers in the movie and the bestseller, um, actually the only European one. Um, I always like to mention that part. Um, <laughs> is that, um, you know, law of attraction, most people always think it's like, it's a change of the mindset. You know, when your mindset is different, 
then you know this world opens up and that you will get all the money and all the success and all the lifestyle and i always say to people it is part of it but it's not everything yeah and so um as a functional master really studied uh right and see how the the chinese were thinking about the 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 laws of um the universe and so they're actually saying the law of attraction exists out of three aspects. The first one is what we call the heavenly luck. And the heavenly luck is like your destiny, your karma, like your fate. So when you are born somewhere, right, you have your soul comes on this planet in this vessel named you. And so it is born in a certain family, in a certain country with certain gifts. Yeah, um, my gift uh, is teaching, is sharing. It's definitely not singing, right? So I, I haven't become. It's not my destiny to become a singer, right? I tried it, work, um, but um, that is responsible for one third of the outcome of the law of attraction. So you can change your heavenly luck. Like I was born in Belgium and I moved out of Belgium and moved to America and lived in different countries. So each time you're finding a different place to express yourself, your destiny will change a little bit, right? Um, if you are um, doing a lot of clearing work for um, letting go of the programs of your ancestors or clearing some uh, previous life experiences, you will actually change your law of attraction on that level, yeah? And connecting with God, the universe, through prayer, through meditation, through rituals, will actually help you to be aligned even stronger and have better results. The second part is what we call the human luck. And the human luck is really about what the self-help, the self-improvement uh, industry is really focusing on. Even psychology is really focusing on that part. And it is how um, your expression as a human being is. So through your thoughts, through your conversations, through your feelings, through your emotions, uh, and also through your actions. So... Um, you know, clearing that up, you know, clearing this conscious and subconscious blockages up on that level will improve your law of attraction. But it's only like responsible for one third, again, of the results. So the self-help has been like saying, you know, okay, if you change your mindset, you know, everything changes. That would mean that your human luck is 100% responsible for the outcome of the law of attraction. What is not so? It helps amazingly, and you need to work on it. But let's be honest, um, Alice, you also have experience when you're changing your mindset to have everyday positive thoughts and feelings and do the right things every day. Oh, that's quite hard, right? You need a lot of <laughs> discipline for that, right? So even me as a master teacher, there are days I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's not such an easy day, right? So yeah. it's normal, right? That's part of human life, right? Um, but what the feng shui masters found out thousands of years ago, that is a third factor to the law of attraction. And that is where you, your location is, where you are living, where you're sleeping, where you're working. The energy around you, and we call that the earth luck, your environment luck is also affecting you. So that you have all experienced that, that you go into a certain place and you're thinking, oh, it's nice, but let me go out quite quickly. And then you go to another place and you're like, oh, I love hanging out here. And you stay over your time because it just feels so right. 
or you have lived in a home and one home you're like, that was really a tough time. Like I had problems with my career in the in the relationships. And then you move to another place, an apartment or home, and you're like, oh, it's it's like so much easier here. Right. So it is because your environment is affecting. It's like not just you have a law of attraction, but your environment subconsciously is giving you feedback. And there are some principles and um, um, I would say formulas and systems to work with that. So feng shui is really a Chinese energy system that I would compare with like acupuncture. Right? So when we look at acupuncture, we know something is blocked in our body and we put little needles, right? And then the energy starts flowing again. Or we do qigong or tai chi or we do yoga, which is more an Indian version, of course. We're moving the energy around us in our body and we start feeling bad. So there is a flow of energy, we call qi or energy. So feng shui is that energy system that doesn't look at the physical body, but looks at the body around us or environment is also a body. Yeah, it's a physical body where we spend 24 hours a day and night in, right? And it affects us subconsciously all the time. So what is around you is, I call it, like a three-dimensional vision board. Like in the secret, we talk about having a vision board, putting your goals on it. Um, but it's also about making sure that you have a three-dimensional vision board all around you, yeah? And that what is around you is affecting. So I want you to become aware of what is there right now. So, you know, I always say to people, start with the entrance, you know, like you're opening the door and think about God, the universe is walking with you inside your home. And what does it see first, right? Is it seeing shoes on the ground, you know, coats hanging up? Or does it see something welcoming like flowers, pictures of the family, um, you know, a beautiful candle? Does it see warm colors? So when you open it, you feel welcoming yourself in your space, yeah? Or do you see clutter and boxes and, you know? So make sure your entrance and part of space also keeping things clear and organized and in order and making more beautiful. So what is your entrance? Um, then I want you to walk through your house and look at like, the images that you have there, are they kind of representing what you want in your life? Or are they just telling something completely different? Yeah. Um, so just be, stand still that for your subconscious mind, everything that your mind sees is actually affecting you all the time. Yeah. Each time you look at it, it's affecting you. Right. So look around and see is that uplifting you and I feel a, a lot of women know that they're kind of like suddenly like they have this uh, feeling I need to clean up I need to redecorate I need to you know change the colors so they, they kind of feel that they're getting stuck and um, it's possible you have a really positive mindset but that your home has no positive mindset so how can you manifest things that you want if your home is telling a different story so look into your bedroom what hangs above the headboard you know when you wake up what's the first thing you see in the morning right um go into your workspace is workspace organized is it having symbols items out there that support your success 
also telling a different story. So just first of all, become aware of what is there at this moment and if that resonates with what you want to become. Yeah, I think, I mean, it's so fascinating because I think it's such an unknown thing really in the West. I mean, did you train, you trained with a Chinese feng shui master, didn't you? I mean, yes, I did, yeah. Yeah, I studied um, in Malaysia with a grandmaster. And um, so, you know, I was actually the first union student of him. And this is more than, you know, 25 years ago. Um, and it was because I wanted to understand, you know, I'm from background a lawyer. So I really like systems. Yeah, I like to understand into detail before I, I work with people on this. So I could not be a good lawyer if I did not understand the law, right? The law books. So for me, studying feng shui, it's for me like studying the books of law. Um, but, you know, in that time, there were no real books on feng shui. So no real courses. You had to go in training with a, a master, a grandmaster to understand all these principles because it was passed on still, you know, uh, orally, uh, because the books were not available at that time. I mean, it's so, I mean, the principles, for example, so we all have a success direction, you say, don't you? And um, yeah. how, so in terms of that, can you explain what a success direction is for people? Of course. So based on your birthday and your birth gender, you have an area in your house where the chi, where the energy for you is the strongest for success and money. And so feng shui uses, feng shui means wind and water, right? So we're looking at the wind directions, the compass directions. And so based on your birthday, there is a place in your bedroom, in your office, in your living room, Whatever you have placed in that area will affect you nonstop about your success and money. And so there's two ways to find out. So you can actually go to my website, mariediamond.com, and click on Get Your Free Energy Report, where then you will have to put in your birthday and your birth gender, and you will get a report. And in that report, you will get directions. And the first one is your success direction. And then you will need to find out where in your space is that success direction. And then I also will ask you to download um, my free Murray Diamond app, where again, you will put in, you know, your um, birthday and your number um, and your birthday and your gender. And then you will get actually a compass and that compass will show you your success direction. And then you will hold that compass in the center of the room, like the center of your living room, center of your bedroom, and center of your workspace. And then you see where the blue angle is focused on. And for you, I know it is Southwest. Yeah, Alice? <laughs> it so is. Holding that compass and you see what's in the Southwest. So in my Southwest, I have a, a table where I put all my products, I put all, I put my vision board, I put books on success, I put successful clients, I do hang out my front covers uh, from magazines, I have my uh, physical books, my courses. So anything I have accomplished or what I still want to accomplish, yeah? Um, 
So in the living room, success is not about business, right? Success is about uh, your family. Yeah, so you want to put something there that supports you. But in the free energy report, you get some, some steps what you do. And it's more than your success direction. There's also your health direction. This is very important right now in COVID-19 times that you need to make sure that you are clearing out your um, health direction because it's actually, it's where the positive wind, uh, positive energy for your health is, is in your space. So the more positive you make that, the more the home will support your good health and not only physically, but also emotionally and mentally. You also will have a relationship direction and that's where you will put things about family or romance. Um, and you also have a wisdom direction that helps you to motivate yourself. So that's all in the energy report. And you can find it also on the Mary Diamond app. So this is a way to really connect in with, um, you know, how your home is affecting you personally, right? And so for each one, it's different. You know, you will be different than your partner or your children. So your children, you will activate them in their own bedroom because that's where they're sleeping and playing. And so that's where you're focusing on. Um, but it's a really huge shift that happens. And first of all, you become aware of what you have been telling the universe, because whatever is in that corner, whatever is in that direction, it has been giving you already 33% of support. Because if you have the wrong there, like uh, I'm giving you an example. Um, somebody had put in their success direction uh, this beautiful image. So the person said, I really love that image. And I said, oh, so, but things are like, I get all these big projects and still everything goes to the drain. I mean, at the end, the projects do not naturalize. And I said, okay, send me the picture. So he sends me that picture of this sailboat on the river. At the end of the river, there is a waterfall. So if the <laughs> literally if the sailboat would keep continuing it will go down the drain and I said why do you put that there and he said oh I never saw the waterfall right so it's like subconsciously that's what you're getting and if you know that your environment is creating 33.3 percent of the results of your law of attraction that is what we call the missing link and even people that in secret um, the producer of the movie, The Secret, all of them at a certain point were hitting a ceiling with their positive thoughts. And that's when they called me in and said, Marie, things are not working. I'm so positive. And still, I'm here telling a different story. And as I aligned their environment, then it's like doors opened up. It's the aligning between your heavenly, your soul connection, your soul purpose, how you are as a human being, and how you manifest that in the environment where you live, sleep, and work. I love that. I mean, I find it so interesting. I mean, something I'd love to ask you, which I've been waiting to ask, is what happens when, so say you live somewhere and you're, you can't have your desk facing your success direction or, you know, 
something like that, or there is something in your success direction that you can't move? How do you sort of counteract that block, if it were? Well, you know, the first first rule that we always try to do when you are positioning your a desk, for example, is to make sure you see the door. You don't have to see the door straight on. You can see the door like, uh, like to the sides, but not completely to the sides or behind you. Because when your desk is so positioned that you have the door behind you, you're actually I'm not interested in the opportunities that are coming my way. Yeah. So I'm not interested in the money flow. So think about the Queen of England. You know, she will never sit with her back to the door. You know, um, if you look at CEOs or presidents, they always see all the doors that are coming into their space. So always position yourself in such a way that you see the door in that peripheral view. Like right now, it's not in front of me, but I see the without looking up, I can see who comes in. Yeah. And so that's the first thing you always try to do. Um, the second thing is you always try to have space in front of your desk. So don't put your desk against the wall because then you're actually hitting literally subconsciously a wall, a wall of financial problems, a wall of not growing your business. So always make sure there's space in front of you so that somebody can sit on the other side of your desk, even if you're doing virtual work. It doesn't matter. It's a principle. The third aspect we always try to have is then if possible, it's not always possible, depending on the layout of the room, is that you can face, to see if you can face your success direction. I'm very lucky here. I can face my success direction. So as I'm talking, I'm seeing my success corner, right? Sometimes that's not possible and you can only face your health, relationship. And that's okay too, right? It's not so strong, but at least it's there. And sometimes it's not possible, but at least always make sure you see the door and then activate these different corners um, of your space. Make sure there is something in your success direction that stimulates your success, right? And something in your health direction that gives that good vibration. So that is what is um, explained in the, uh, the app and it's explained in the, the free energy report. And of course, if you want to continue, there's a whole beautiful journey um, in, in online video programs if you want to learn more about this. Yeah, it's so interesting. It's really good to know for people because obviously as well, I mean, a lot of people are now working from home this year, most people, and they've had to work from home and probably don't have an office as well as a living room. So when you say, for example, you want to feng shui your office space, your success, what if you have both in the same space, like a lot of people do at the moment have, you know, working in their living rooms as they're they're working from home? Yes, they, they do. Yeah. Um, so I would say if you're working in a dining room area, always make sure you first clean out a dining space before you start working. Don't let the breakfast and the lunch plate still being on your desk. So always, you know, set this tone that it's clean and clear where you're working, right? Then try to position yourself around the dining room table in such a way that you see the door Um, of the dining room uh, area that leads to your hallway, then at least they see, um, you you see them. So you're like the queen or the king in your space. 
Um, I always suggest people, it's better to work at the dining table than to work in your couch, yeah? Because the couch is for social life. It is for hanging out with your family and your friends, yeah? So it's better to have a, a table right, to sit on, even if it's a smaller table, because then you're creating your own space, yeah, um, and so it doesn't become a social life, yeah, because your subconscious mind is when you work on your couch, it's like, oh, I'm in my social energy, right, and then your focus is not so strong, the same with um, working from your bedroom, right, being on your bed all the time, your results won't be so strong because your subconscious mind is saying, what am I doing here? Do I sleep? Do I work? So it's very confusing for the subconscious mind, yeah? So um, make sure that you are then, um, if you have just one room, uh, make sure there is always a space that you're focusing on for your work. And you can find a little success uh, table, like in your success direction. And during the time that you're not working, then put your computer there, put your books there, put all the files that you need to work on, put them in your success direction. So at least they have a certain space and their the energy is strong while you're not working and just experiencing your social life. That's interesting. For, oh, I like that. I'm going to try that later. <laughs> Um, I mean, it's just, it's, it's so fascinating, all of it. Um, just, I guess it's all, like you say, it's part of the manifesting process, which is really interesting. So, I mean, for you, what is your personal manifesting process? Well, I always first meditate, you know, and I always align myself with the universe and see how am I guided because I am a total, uh, I'm totally directed by my intuition. So whatever program I'm starting, um, if I make a decision on which podcast I want to be, things like this, um, or any um, step I want to do for my customers and my clients and my students, I always first go in meditation. And so I'm, I'm listening. I'm listening what I need to do for the world, what I need to do for somebody. And then I always make sure that I have um, my vision board is very clear. I work very much with my vision board. I manifested many things, even being on the secret by putting it on my vision board. Um, and then I always make sure that, you know, my, my office is set up in such a way that I see my, my best directions possible. Um, and um, I write down my long-term goals there on my vision board, but I also write down my short-term goals. Yeah. What do I need to do today? And, um, and that just can be on a one piece of paper. And then I always take that paper, let's say, you know, I wrote down things here today on this paper. I will put my hand on it. I will bless it. And, you know, and I'm already grateful. You know, I'm expressing my gratitude for all these wonderful things that are coming to my to me uh, through this process of working and being with people. So it's I'm already grateful for what is going to unfold because I believe that's a big part of the law of attraction. A lot of people think, oh, I will be grateful it happens, yeah? But it's about being, you have to be grateful when I have results. But actually that's a big misunderstanding. It's I'm already grateful for for journey of manifesting the goal. That's really interesting. You say blessing your goals on paper. I like I like that idea. So I mean, speaking of that, I always ask everyone this question on the podcast. Um, what does spirituality personally mean to you? 
Well, spirituality for me is my life force and the way I live. Um, and knowing that I'm a spiritual being that is expressed through my, um, my personality. So for me, it is a part of, it's, it's who I am, what I do. Um, and I, I think it's the, the guiding life force for me. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I love that. So to finish, what's um, one mantra or quote that keeps you inspired that you try to live by daily? Well, I think it's really the the vision statement I received when I was 15, because every day I ask myself this question. I wake up in the morning and say very clearly, I am here to enlighten more than 500 million people. And, and I always ask right away, show me how. Yeah. So if that is one person I can change, is one person I need to spread, or is it doing a podcast or speaking for thousands of people on stage or, you know, creating programs that are watched by millions of people, um, it, it doesn't matter, right? It's, um, that is my mantra every day, every morning. I love that. Well, I mean, it's so amazing all the work you do and it's just um, been such an honor to have you on. So thank you so much. And uh, I'm sure everyone's learned a lot. (laughs) Well, good luck with everything for all of you and just, you know, uh, check it out on mariedam.com and get the app and start exploring how your environment can support you. Is that you get your compass out like me? I spent spent hours the other day with my success compass, just trying to work it all out, and it's it's really fun. So I would definitely recommend doing that for everyone. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you, Alice. I hope you enjoyed today's episode with the incredible Marie Diamond and you're ready to give a bit of feng shui a go and just clear out the energy in your space, especially when it's so important as we are spending so much time at home at the moment. So really take a chance and go onto her website, which I've put in the show notes and have a look at how you can make your space and your energy work to your benefit at this time. If you did enjoy the episode or any of the episodes, then please let me know on social media, tag me in your stories, tag Marie. We would love to hear from you. And I look forward to seeing you next week and bringing you an amazing guest, Poppy Jamie. So stay tuned and have a great week.